재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 당신은 중고차를 선택한 것이 아니다 당신이 선택한 건 최초라는 자부심이자 경기 없이 누리는 편리함이며 BMW만의 벽이 다른 책임감 당신은 BMW의 선택을 선택했다 BMW 프리미엄 셀렉션 It is time for must read Korean book Joining us today is Chang Yeo-jung. Yeo-jung is a translator based in Seoul. Morning, Yeo-jung. Good morning, Jamie. Good to see you again. So how have you been? Uh, well, it's March now. Mm-hmm. I'm officially working on my New Year's resolution. I always mm-hmm. start my resolution in March. Right, right. Because I, I remember you saying uh, several, several weeks back mm. that March is when mm-hmm. the New Year officially begins for you because that's the beginning of the, the new semester. Correct. Yeah, I feel like that's probably Thank true for, for a lot of people. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are, what are some of your uh, New Year's resolutions that you've set? Uh, well, more veggies, mm-hmm. more gym. more more reading Uh and you know what I thought for a while whether I should add less drinking to my list oh are you a fan of drinking yes I am okay (laughs) in fact but I decided not to Mm -hmm. I mean the problem is if I keep drinking I eat more snacks after dinner and I gain weight Mm -hmm. making the gym ineffective Mm -hmm. however after reading today's book and the author's sort of Ode to drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I changed my mind. Okay, <laughs> and in fact, I, I I think drinking has made me a better person. Just really? like just like today's author has said once in an interview. But I truly believe that I have become a better person by drinking. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Today's book is Hey Drunken Fellows or Annyeong Chujeongbangi by Kwan Yeosun. Okay, I feel like this book and writer is having a terrible influence on you, but I think we should uh, look at the book before um, we Thank arrive you at that conclusion. An opportunity. <laughs> but the thing is, like, you're not the only person I have come across lately who takes great pride in being a drinker. I mean, you know, See? drinking is drinking is necessary mm. in, in life. But before we get to the story, let's mm-hmm. talk about this author who enjoys drinking and. Believes Believes that drinking has made her a better person. Okay, Kwon Yeosan was born in Andong, North Gyeongsang Province, in 1965. She graduated in Korean literature, and she was interested in cinema and the TV industry at first. But things didn't go well there. Mm-hmm. And lucky for her and for us readers, her career in writing went easier and better than that. Uh, while working part-time, she wrote and wrote and put her writings into a novel in 1996. Mm-hmm. This was her first novel called Niche of Green or Pururun Tumse, which was awarded the Sangsang Literary Award. Mm-hmm. So she was uh, 31 when, when mm, she debuted as a writer. I think 31 is a nice 
um, age to debut because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've worked through your 20s, so you've had right. a lot of drama. You have a lot of drama to write about, and you're confident enough by the Good. time you enter Just your 30s. Just said drama. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But she says that it took a while to continue her career as a professional writer because she was not uh, ready to become a professional writer mm-hmm. you know she liked writing but she was not professional enough to continue writing mm. so she published her second book and first story collection maiden skirt Tanya Tima, in 2004 so that's eight years after her first book mm-hmm. But over the past 20 years, she has continued writing and she has published three novels and five story collections, Mm -hmm. including today's book. Mm -hmm. So are any of her works available in English? Uh, Unfortunately, not a lot of her books have been translated into English. However, Spring Night or Pum Pum, which is the first story in today's collection, is available in English. Mm-hmm. And that also happens to be um, this week's story, mm-hmm. right? From, yep. from this week's book. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So let's get into uh, Hey Drunken Fellows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, usually for story collections, at least in Korean literature, uh, they tend to borrow the title of one of the stories in the collection as the book title. The collection has seven stories, mm-hmm. and there are no stories with Hey Drunken Fellows but there are all a lot of drunken or drinking people in all seven stories. Mm-hmm. So that is the thread that runs through all the stories. Mm. Okay. The author said in an interview that she didn't really intend it, mm-hmm. but she collected the stories together but couldn't find an inclusive title for all the stories except that they all involved alcohol. Oh, that is very telling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a pro-drinker, the author herself felt that it might be good if her characters could say hello to each other, offering mm-hmm. a toast to each other across the pages. Mm-hmm. So why are they all drinkers, though? Well, she explained why she writes about people drinking, because she has been writing about drink people who drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said that she can't help writing about drinking as drinking is something as natural as air in her life. Well, anyway, however, her work is much more about life than alcohol itself. Mm -hmm. So the stories in this book are more about people who are suffering from pain, Mm -hmm. who face big problems in their lives, about the way they in which they avoid facing their pain and about their life choices and their lives after suffering Mm -hmm. and today's story spring night uh, is exactly like that Mm -hmm. so let's get into spring night can you tell us what it is about uh spring night is the first story in this collection and when i was reading the story i was thinking of the movie leaving las vegas it's more than 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Remember the movie? <laughs> have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't, but I have seen <gasps> the poster. You haven't seen it? No, no, Ooh. I have not. Try it. Yeah, it's okay. depressing. Okay. And I guess it wasn't just me, though, who uh-huh. thought this movie uh, because I found a post from the publisher's promotional blog that compared the story with the movie. Okay. And so you can get a few key images from mm-hmm. the comparison. Mm-hmm. Alcoholic... Binge drinking, approaching death, true love with no future, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds very grim and vaguely familiar. Nah, yeah, 
So the protagonists in this story are a 55-year-old married couple. They're staying at a sanatorium、mm-hmm. housed with patients suffering from severe diseases.、Mm-hmm. And Soan was a successful business owner until he was 39, when his business went bankrupt and his wife. Left him,、okay. so he was a delinquent borrower who now wasn't afraid of death. Oh boy! Until、okay. that is, he met Yang Yang,、oh. and、mm-hmm. Yang Yang, the former school teacher, is an alcoholic. She has been leaning on alcohol ever since her ex-husband and his family took her son from her.、Mm-hmm. And Swan and Yang Yang meet at a friend's wedding. When they are both forty-three years old, okay. So it sounds like both of the both of the characters, Yang Yang and、mm. and Suhan,、um, suffered not, some some really deep、mm. pain, and they meet each other、mm-hmm. when they're forty-three in sort of their second act.、Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. Right, they're right. in their second act, and their second act was not in the best. Part of their life,、mm-hmm. and, and she's a she's a pretty serious alcoholic,、mm, right. and she was drunk actually when she met Suhan as well. Okay, and here's an excerpt how Yang Yang remembers the spring night when they first met. It was about two months after she left school when Yang Yang met Suhan at their friend's second wedding. Yang Yang looked into the eyes of Suhan, who was sitting close to her again and again. When he calmly offered to give her a piggyback ride, Yang Yang, who was well drunk enough, still, though, noticed and was surprised that there was still some fortune left for her. I actually remember this story. Spring、oh. night,、uh, we did this. We、uh, read an excerpt of this story on first chapter on on our show over、uh-huh. a year ago.、Uh-huh. Yes, look it up on podcast. It's there. Me、mm. me reading this、um, excerpt, but it was the piggyback ride.、Mm-mm-mm. The image of the piggyback ride that、right. that really、ah. stuck with me because I remember as I was reading this story to prepare、mm. for first chapter, I'm like, is that really a good idea? Like a, giving a piggyback. Right to、For、a drunk person, a completely drunken <laughs> person. Well, that's the only it,、yeah. way to carry. Yeah, that's true. Okay,、mm, isn't it? Then、uh-huh. how are you going to carry? Um, um cart. <laughs> Find Where do you get cart? the cart? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> anyway, ever since that night, this middle-aged couple continued their relationship for twelve years、mm-hmm. until Swan found he had severe rheumatism.、Mm. Swan filed a petition for bankruptcy and then recovered his medical insurance to get treatment. Alas, it. Was already too late.、Mm. So that is the approaching death part of the of the summary that you gave us earlier.、Mm-hmm. Mm. So he gave up any treatment and got into this regional sanatorium.、Mm-hmm. And Yang Yang, who was left alone now, and her health condition was worsening, which led to her being in the same sanatorium together with Suan. Okay, so. Both Suhan and Yonggyeong are fifty-five and patients at the same sanatorium. Exactly. Okay. Oh, that's kind of sweet.、Hmm. You know the sanatorium couple. Yeah. Have the Im- yeah. imagery. <laughs>、uh-huh. It's kind of cute.、Uh-huh. So now they're considered by the sanatorium staff as a couple particularly devoted 
but risky, like gunpowder. Mm. Mm. So they have this explosive um, effect because when they're they, around each other. Mm, okay. Because they don't know what they will face in okay. like very short time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, however, Yang Yang still doesn't quite quit drinking. Once every month, she goes out to drink, and Suan has ominous feelings that each night in spring might be their last spring night together. Nonetheless, that doesn't stop Yang Yang because he knows that alcohol is important for her. Important or poison? <laughs> I, it's poisonous, but he knows Yang Yang would not be able to handle her life without Suan. I guess. I mean, if Suan leaves her, okay. Well, and so and so <laughs> after Suan leaves, she's gonna need the alcohol. Is that his reasoning? I mean, she cannot help thinking. Maybe she might lose Suan mm, okay. soon. And so I she's drinking the pain away. Mm, okay, that's how people drink. That's okay. why people drink. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, as ominous as it was, um, one of uh, on one of these days, Yang Yang goes out for a drink, and Suan falls to his death without her. Oh no! And the sanatorium staff try to call Yang Yang, but she doesn't answer. Swan's funeral was already completed when Yang Yang came back to the sanatorium in an ambulance. Oh, that is so sad. Yang Yang, who came back by ambulance, though, doesn't remember Swan. This is completely tragic. Amnesia. Mm. Oh, okay. She doesn't remember uh-huh. him at all. Right. But there's a little bit of sad relief that their love wasn't just recklessness or in vain. When we hear about Yang Yang after that, okay. So I brought an excerpt.、Mm-hmm. Yang Yang, who had recovered well by now, still didn't remember Suan. However, she seemed to feel that something amazingly important to her had evaporated. Yang Yang constantly looked around as if looking for something and carelessly opened the doors of the patients' rooms. The sanatorium staff felt. That the hostility they had against her when she didn't answer the phone when Suan died, had changed into a deep sympathy and empathy for her, like a soaked and bloated vegetable in a soup. The old and mature people instinctively knew that Yang Yang's insane mind barely remained sane until Suan left her, and that it went finally relaxed with death after Suan left her. So my favorite part of that excerpt is、um, the the hospital staffs、mm. feelings changing. So they、But、went they from hostility. I mean, who couldn't? I mean, okay. So they go from hostility to deep sympathy, and they、mm. describe it as soaked and bloated vegetable in a soup.、Mm. You can just see it. it yes, vegetable. It's, yes,、mm. it's very like. You you can see it. You can almost taste it in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah,、right. I, I like this part a lot、uh-huh. when I translate it. Uh huh. So she's permanently settled in the sanatorium after、mm. Suhan's death. Her condition is not good enough to leave outside by herself.、Mm. So she has to stay in the sanatorium. And you might think this is too tragic to be an 
owed to drinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, the author doesn't justify drinking, nor does she blame drinking itself or the couple for that matter. Instead, mm-hmm. she just sympathizes with the couple. Mm. But how did they, the, the characters arrive at this extraordinarily tragic end? And what was the author's intent with it? Uh, well, the, the people tend to lean on on alcohol even though they know it's poisonous and anybody can be one of those that you once despised i think Mm -hmm. and the author said she wanted to depict the couple as being understandable Mm -hmm. as i said i believe young young was able to go through the pain of losing suan thanks to drinking Mm -hmm. and some might read this story as a Relief because they don't they they are not as a heavy drinker <laughs> as young girl. Right, right, right. Oh, um, I'm not as bad as her. <laughs> right. But whatever reads they, whatever way they read, um, the story lets us think that uh, nobody here in this story in this book blames anyone for drinking for the mm-hmm. way they handle pain or suffering mm-hmm. for the way most of us self medicate throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I think self-medicating is one way to handle the pain, but there's also mm. self-care. Yeah, right? that's that why I drink a lot of water when I drink drink alcohol. <laughs> Wait, so the water is the self-care? Mm. Because so, okay. I get, hi- get dehydrated. <laughs> when you drink alcohol, you well, get dehydrated. That is, that is very, very wise of you to continue to hydrate you yourself. You always have as to right, go right. in a small step. Okay. <laughs> Small things change your life. (laughs) Well, the Mm. the way I self-medicate or self-care, I think, um, Mm. like I I do, I I employ uh, less drastic measures. I would Mm. say less dramatic measures. Mm. So like when I'm, when I'm sort of low, I watch a lot of TV shows, binge watch Mm -mm -mm. TV shows. And then to self-care, I go out in nature and and hike and... Textbook. Yes, I know. I am turning... (laughs) Textbook. Yeah. Textbook life. Yeah, textbook I don't know measure. if I like myself for, for being that kind of a person, but yeah. No, that is good. That mm-hmm. sounds much better than mine. <laughs> anyway, oh. um, so the author has a very particular, like you said, she's a pro drinker. Mm-mm. She's, she's pro drinking, not a professional <laughs> drinker. She said in interviews that she thinks that she would have been would have most likely been a difficult, narrow-minded person if she didn't drink or if she didn't read novels. Okay, so alcohol and and books saved her. Mm. Okay. Because she thinks that she has some obsessive-compulsive personality Mm -hmm. and strong preferences. And she has said that as she drinks, she has been able to be more generous, humble, and to understand others more and better because she doesn't know what kinds of things she would do either sh- when she's drunk okay she has learned mm-hmm. so she to becomes forgive more herself. forgiving mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. so what was your experience of this book well um reading the book with of course a glass of wine <laughs> <laughs> okay. i actually thought the same thing that drinking and alcohol have taught me generosity and given me an ability to empathize with others mm-hmm. like literature okay mm. <laughs> or is it is, is this just my long justification so as not to add less drinking to my list of 2017 resolutions? Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do to um, to get through life. And maybe like drinking will make you more generous and one day you will be able to extend that generosity mm. to your poor liver. 
wise comment. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and I think that it's time for me to say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I just wanted to say when I returned to must-read Korean books, I personally considered it as a second season, uh -huh. completely personally, okay. <laughs> of this show. And um, with this new season, I wanted to share more contemporary literature, mm -hmm. less textbook Korean books, right. because I wanted to share more books that are currently being read and shared by me and my friends and my family. And some audience members might have questioned my selection, mm. like my friends, <laughs> I'm saying my friends, uh -huh. <laughs> commenting with a raised eyebrow that they aren't really must-read Korean book. However, um, please understand that I try to choose books that have captured contemporary Korea and the voice of the people. Mm, voice of the people. And thank you for your generosity and for taking the time to listen to my talkative chit-chat over the past few months. Well, thank you so much for all of your book recommendations. Yeah, thank so. you. <laughs> Coming up next is David's bookmark, but first here's Jay Brennan, Soda Shop. The sidewalk is rushing at my head again. I'm lying on the street in the rain and wind. Doing forward rolls down Avenue A with my guitar on my back, don't let it.